I'm Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates, proud educators, and most importantly, husband, husband and wife. wife. And you're listening to After School, School Talk, Talk Podcast. Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk, where I am your co-host, Mr. Dukes, and I'm your other co-host, Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm excited again. <laughs> you are excited again. I think I know why you are excited, yes. but we just going to go and get this thing started, because right. I'm, I'm slick and excited, too. <laughs> I can't even lie. But they, go ahead and tell the world, why are you so excited today? Okay, so I'm excited because um, even if it's quarantine, you can find some blessings, and some some things to be happy about and look forward to. And one of the uh, highlights of my social media, keeping up with everything, is to watch this young man, <laughs> young man Absolutely. who um, just recently became the uh, 19th president for Morris Brown College, Dr. Kevin James, um, post about the work that he is doing at Morris Brown College. And he has been putting the hashtag the hard reset absolutely and so absolutely. the other day i was excited i told my mom i said mama okay hold your breath because i got good news <laughs> <laughs> so we have dr kevin james on the podcast we want to welcome you to after school talk absolutely thank you so much for having me today yes yes so okay not only are you um now the president of morris brown we also know that uh you were a graduate of south carolina state university right well, actually, I attended South Carolina State. I started my collegiate career there. I was there for four years. And um, when I changed my major, my, at the end of my junior year, I ended up transferring to Winthrop University. So I went to uh, South Carolina State, but I actually graduated from Winthrop University. Okay, okay, okay yeah. All right, yeah. You're like my mom. She went to um, Benedict College, and then she had to end up coming back home to Augusta University. So, yes. And then you're also oh uh, yeah, yeah and now Melvin. This is probably the part that he likes the most about you is that you are a member of Omega Sci Fi Fraternity hey, Incorporated. Root to the bros. You better believe it. <laughs> All my fraternity brothers out there worldwide. <laughs> yeah, uh, being a member of Delta Sigma. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Who was out of that line barking? <laughs> That's the co-host. You didn't, you didn't tell me he was a bro. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 I feel like I should walk away from the table and not just let right. y'all have it. <laughs> Go ahead and let the bros have it. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, and uh, my father is also one. Um, the man that I call my grandfather's one. So, yeah, I'm surrounded by them. And then I'm a Delta, so, you know, I can't get away from y'all. <laughs> okay, okay. Call me love. <laughs> so, okay, so, Dr. James, um, you uh, have been an educator, I think, so for is for twenty years. Can you tell us just some background about your professional career in education? Sure. So, you know, when I was in undergraduate uh, at South Carolina State, I mentioned I changed my major. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, so I went to South Carolina State to march in the marching band. I was in the South Carolina State Marching One Hundred and One Band. And so all I knew was that I wanted to be in a band. And so I studied music. I, I didn't know what else to do. And so once I got into my junior year or so, when I started getting into my theory courses, I realized that I did not want to study music. And I changed my major to speech pathology. Anyway, to make a long story short, I ended up transferring and graduating from Winthrop University with a degree in speech. And so my first job out of college was teaching. And so... Um, my entire family were all educators and actually I wanted to do anything but teach, but God saw it another way. Mm -hmm. And so I started my career teaching 
And it was when I started my career teaching adult students. Now, my entire family, we're all educators, but they taught K-12. I was the first one to teach and work in higher ed. And so uh, it was there that I fell in love with higher education. And I met one of my mentors who kind of put me on a path for working uh, in higher education. And the rest is history. So through the years, I've served in positions such as professor, director of student services. I was a college dean for 10 years. And then I jumped over to nonprofit and I became the CEO of the 100 Black Men uh, of America. And then I ended up here uh, at Morris Brown College as the 19th president. I started as interim and I was named permanent president, uh, I think maybe over a little, mo- a little over a month now. And so uh, my career has been in higher education and that is where I intend on staying. So I, I just love it so much. And I love it because I think that it's the single most impactful way to change generations to come, a higher education. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm here and I look forward to many, many years here at Morris Brown College. Yes. Okay. so we 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 have similar backgrounds. My whole family um, did K through 12, my husband K through 12. And I I did 10 years in K through 12, nine. But um, my father worked in higher education at Payne, was there for 30 years. So um, growing up, all I knew was HBCU. That's the only thing. So um, I went to school to get my master's in higher education and met students who went to Auburn and, you know, University of Alabama. And I, we talked about this in a past episode. I didn't know those other schools. I didn't, I didn't know they existed. I was like, you know, I knew Payne, Lemoyne Owens, Morris Brown, Benedict, Voorhees, you know, those places. And so for us here in Augusta, um, right. Morris Brown was a staple in Augusta, little old Augusta, two uh, two hours away. And so uh, we had mentioned you before we started recording about how we got started. So we used to have the City Classic here in Augusta. And Morris Brown was the school that came. And we, for the life of us, can't remember what other schools we played against. Well, and I'm saying we, like I graduated from Morris Brown. I went to school there. <laughs> but we don't know what other schools came, but we always came to see Morris Brown. So um, for us, when the school took a hit and the accreditation issues and funding and all those kind of things, it was devastating, I think, for, um, you know how something can be devastating in the city the school is in, but you don't realize how it affects every, you know, abroad where, for us, the classics started going downhill from there. We didn't even, like our city may have held on two or three years after that. And then it took a a, a pause because they had to read, you know, like people were like, Morris Brown's not there. We're not coming anymore. Um, so for, for you in seeing that, okay, this school is in a dire situation, um, what pulled you to, to accept the role? You know, uh, several people have asked me why in the world would I walk into the eye of the storm? Right. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and that being called Morris Brown College. But in full transparency and just saying it very bluntly, I believe that God himself sent me here. And uh, I believe it's my calling and, and my destiny to help to lead Morris Brown uh, from the grave back to his full restoration. And so I am here. Um, it's been a heavy, heavy lift. I knew that it was going to be a hard journey. But we've done so much in the last 16 months to turn this institution around. And I'm so just so happy that I was given the opportunity to lead Morris Brown College. Now, Dr. Jane, I want to ask a question real quick. Um, us being from Augusta, like Dr. Du said, we have a, a certain, I guess, view of Morris Brown growing up. Uh, you know, the band, the movie, all of that kind of drum stuff. Drumline. <laughs> yeah, drumline, all of that. Um, so what's your view of Morris Brown, you know, when as you were growing up or 
you know, when you first got started in higher ed, you know, what what's kind of your your thoughts about Morris Brown as you grew up? You know, it's so ironic that you asked me that question. I just I had the same view that you had. Okay. The band, the sport, um, you know, the movie Drumline. I was in the the band myself at South Carolina State, right. and I am a drummer. Mm. And so I probably watched Drumline a billion times, <laughs> and so I and, and so I knew. And then not to mention, you know, my doctorate degree is in higher education and I wrote my dissertation on HBCU leadership Mm. and HBCUs. So I'm very familiar with HBCUs. And so it's so interesting that I was able to learn a lot about Morris Brown even before I became the president of Morris Brown. Not to mention uh, not to mention the whole component of the marching band. So at South Carolina State, we used to play against Morris yeah. Brown from time to time. Mm-hmm. And so it's so ironic that I that we would go up against Morris Brown and then here I am uh many, many years later being the president. Wow. That <laughs> is my, like mind blowing. And I and I want to say this. It is obvious that your uh dissertation and your research research is there in your actions in, in what you're doing for the school so i see um you utilize social media a lot to promote the things that you have going on at morris brown how did you how did you decide okay i need to put some of these things to, to social media to see what we have going on on the campus right so when i first came into the position i knew that marketing and strategy was critically important to restoring the school I mean, you got 20 years of us not being accredited. And so I knew that I had to get some wins first. Mm. And so I just thought about it. You know, I'm a young man. And so I my cell phone is attached to my hip. I'm always on social media. And so I said, you know what? I am going to do a major social media uh, campaign and be very transparent. Mm. I want to turn this into a live movie where folks can follow us (laughs) on a daily basis out of the grave to the full restoration of the institution. And so I strategically purposely post three to five times a day, letting the uh, alumni, faculty, staff, community, uh, supporters, and even our enemies know what is going on here at Dear Old Morris Brown. And it's been able to garner a lot of momentum because it's no longer just us talking about what we want to do, But I actually post on a regular basis of, look, look at what we did today. Look at what we did yesterday. Look at what we're going to be doing tomorrow. And folks can see it, touch it, taste it, smell it. And I've had so many people to inbox me on social media and say, wow, I feel like I'm literally a part of the journey. And so it's just really, really worked out for us. Yes. I, I just want to say I was one of the people that inboxed him. I just want to put it. Most definitely, most definitely, and I and I do want to say, and I, and I even get interviews like this as a result. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> now, um, I do want to say a couple of things. Uh, even with other colleges going through, you know, their time of going down, and you know, all this kind of stuff, being a college, being one, um, the bounce back and stuff like that, we have definitely seen it as import, uh, seen it uh, important too. Be transparent, like you said. Put out to the world exactly what we're going through, exactly what we need, how bad we are, so that people are, you know what? They actually do need help. Let me go help them out. 
So that's the first part. And then the other part is, you know, being accepting to, you know, what somebody has to offer, um, you know, uh, accepting to what they may be willing to do for you and stuff like that. So I have definitely appreciated you putting everything out on social media because I feel like you have gained a fan base just from that alone. Yeah. <laughs> like in, in, in the bruh group chat, yeah. was, you became the the actual president it was like hey bro we got another president we, we got another exactly. president in hbcu world i know man you know it's a lot of it's a lot of alpha presidents out there so we got to get the bros i'm telling you omega sci-fi and k-12 are everywhere but then the alphas are everywhere in higher ed i was like this is i'm paying attention to this <laughs> yeah we we, we 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 coming back to take over that's right that's there right now let me ask you this we okay, so being a uh, HBCU grad and, and my school facing the whole accreditation issue, funding issue, and it, it gets very, um, oh goodness, it it becomes taxing. Just this yeah. is no, it just it just becomes hard, traumatic. Um, I remember being in the car crying when I saw the post that the school lost accreditation. And one thing that you're doing that sometimes I see um, alums will push against is the transparency piece, uh, where you posted a picture of the gymnasium and what it looks like on the inside yes. now. And I, my father, man, he coached for 30 years, was like, Morris Brown had one of the best gyms. Like, no, what, you know, but for him, it was like, but it, when you see it, it makes you want to say, well, how can I help and be a part of it? Um, what do you do when people want to push back and say, well, like, you know, it's almost like, no, don't show them what we got going on over here. Don't, you know, that they don't want that shown on social media. Right. Well, you know, I, I have been very transparent. Um, I've had a few people to say, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. I, I remember when our building uh, caught on fire and I had someone to say, well, why would you post that on social media? And I was just very transparent and blunt and said, look, I'm posting it so folks can see we need help. And I need people to donate to help us get the building back up and running. And so most most people understand the reason why I'm doing it. At the end of the day, I'm doing it so I can be transparent, so people can learn to trust this new administration. Right. With us having lost our accreditation almost 20 years ago and not moving the needle forward towards um, accreditation as far as us getting it back, you know, a lot of people don't trust, did not trust us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's my way of showing that I can be uh, transparent and I can show the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so it from what I've heard from constituents, they appreciate that, and it's been uh, a good strategy to get folks to trust us. Now, now, did that strategy come about from any of your research? Because it seems like um, I, I do, I do have the feeling that that trust is missing in a lot of the relationships between you know alums and the president of the of the college. That there is no transparency. That it's always this: everything's okay, we're fine, and then. You know, a year later, you get the big blow that you know you lost the credential for whatever reason. Did you did you ever see your research where that was a there was a need for the leadership to be transparent and to create that trust? Well, I have seen numerous research studies on the the uh, administration using social media, mm-hmm. Twitter, okay. Instagram, Facebook. You know, it just depends on the audience. Instagram and Twitter are good for the millennials, and Facebook is is good for for us middle age folks. Um, but I have not seen any research on being so transparent to where you're showing your losses and those negative issues. Right. Um, that is just something that I felt that I wanted to do just so folks could see that I was being as transparent as I promised to be. 
and um, at the end of the day, so they could help us. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I, I think the most vulnerable that I was was when our building caught on fire and it was destroyed. And I put on Facebook that I needed everyone to go to our website immediately and donate funds. Absolutely. And so, again, like I mentioned, someone asked me, why in the world would you do that? And I did it because we needed help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, I didn't want it to show up on the front page of the news and folks think that I was trying to hide it. Mm. Um, so, you know, that, you know, I didn't find it in research, but it just is just part of my strategy regarding just being transparent. Okay. Outside of, of being transparent, um, what has been one one of the and, and we all know that you're doing fundraising and stuff like that. But outside of fundraising, what's something else that has been really tough for you in taking on this position of interim president and then becoming the actual president of Morris Brown? Man, it's it's a heavy, heavy lift. I must I must admit, you know, when I took the job, I knew it was going to be bad, but it was a lot of things that I did not know when I came into the position regarding our finances. You know, I say this often that HBCUs, when we get in trouble and we lose our accreditation, it's never because of academics. Right. It is always, 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 yes, always yes, nine yes. times out of 10 because of the finances. Yes. And so Morris Brown College, we filed $30 million bankruptcy in 2012. Mm. And so we were in bad, bad financial shape. And so being able to um, pay off our debtors, to get out of debt, to pay our bills, to catch up on payroll um, has been a challenge. But in 16 months, we've been able to do it. We are now out of debt. Uh, we're back in the black where we finished our financial audits. Um, I've been very transparent by putting everything on our website. Um, you know, so we're in a much better position. Um, another major um, lift that we had to do was to get folks to trust what we said we're going to do. Right, right. And the reason why that has been such a challenge is because there is no litmus test for this. Yeah. <laughs> there is 1837 is when the first black college was founded, Cheney University of Pennsylvania. Since that time, we've had 130 HBCUs. Well, today we only have 103 remaining. Mm. So what that means is all of those schools that closed and lost their accreditation, they, they're they gone right, forever. Right, right. And so Morris Brown is going to be the first school in history to come back 20 years after losing its accreditation. So getting people to believe that has been very difficult. Mm. But guess what? We've created so much momentum that now folks are catching wind yeah, yeah, and yeah. actually seeing that we're actually going to do it. I'm speechless. I'm, I'm telling so, you. Like, yeah. I'm just, every everything that you're saying is so powerful. It's so powerful because um, one thing we, we've been struggling with, with, of course, everything that's going on um, with uh, racism, the Black Lives Matter movement is, uh, I was, I was seeing where a lot of people were talking about the challenges they face in higher education and they were on um, the hashtag was black in the ivory going on on Twitter and all of these moments where you felt less than as an African-American on campus. And then those of us with HBCUs just being like, listen, there is a place right. <laughs> that, that you can shine bright right. and be bold and be empowered. And to think that those places are, um, in jeopardy of not existing, especially during this climate, is is scary. So for me, it's been a challenge right. of, of, of 
watching presidents, because I watched very closely. I pay attention. I had a, with my family working at the school, my investment to the college was deeper than just a student. So you have a father who's put in 30 years and then I'm, I'm a, I was a graduate. I was a mispaying college. So I want to see my school thrive, you know, more than anything. And I was waiting for a president to say the things that you're saying, which is why it's such a powerful moment of, we have to be transparent. We have to show that we are in need. We have to, we have to make people believe and trust in us because I think that, um, some people want to go on the belief that if I just ask for money, people will give it. And it's not always like that. You can, you know, I can see you now making a post, you know, three, you know, when you first started and just say, Hey, I'm the new president. We need money. And people would go, Oh, here go another one. Somebody else asking for money. And then, you know, they're not, because we really haven't yeah, seen right. the fruits of our labor. So when I give you money, where is it going? If, if, if I find out years later that the school is still in the same position. So I, I, I can see that that's definitely a challenge. So what you're saying is definitely, um, needed for alums and even supporters to hear is that you are you have a vision for the school and that you have faith that it will be the first um, HBCU to get back on track. Right, right, right. You know the the most important job of a president is twofold in my opinion. One, it is of course chief. I'm the chief fundraiser, mm -hmm. and then two, I'm the chief storyteller, Ooh. and so. If no, if I don't believe in what we're doing here, why would anyone else? Yeah. And so the major component of college leadership, in my opinion, is getting folks to believe in the why it's important. All of when when people see me coming, they know I'm coming to ask for money. <laughs> right, right, right. So I do a lot of fun. I, I do a lot of friend raising first and building relationships before I even ever make yeah, an ask yeah. and I tell the story of the why because it's so many organizations that are coming to you to ask for donations and all of the like so what I need to do is show the compelling reason for why you should give your donation to Morris Brown and so that is my chief job and so doing that I think is critically important and finding new ways to make that exciting and where it's not boring and to make someone feel cheerful and want to give is the challenge of my life, the challenge of this career. And so I enjoy doing it. And so I naturally like to talk. So it, it, just, it just worked out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that has to be a part of you. You got to be ready to talk to people. I get it. That, let me ask you this. This yeah. And we got to love people as well. Oh, yes, yes. Which, you know what? I'm a, well, okay. Well, let me ask this first. And then I'm going to get into the other question. I got, I got another special question I got to ask you. Now, with with being a storyteller and showing the need and showing why you should give, um, when the, um, I think it was Netflix that decided they were going to donate however many millions of dollars. And I read the headline and I saw Netflix, 120 million. yeah, 120 million HBCUs. But then when I clicked the link and the only two schools I saw like specifically mentioned was Spelman and Morehouse. And all of us were like, wait, hold up. So are we are we getting some we of this up. money? Cause uh, <laughs> and, and and then especially everybody on my Facebook page was just like Morris Brown, like give the money to Morris Brown. Do you ever feel like you are you know like a person waving your hands for the airplane to land? Like come help me, come look. Like we we need funding this way. Well, yeah, I mean that's my job. It's my job to try to get funders interested in wanting to give to Morris Brown, and 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 I you know. I am so happy that Spelman and Morehouse received that gift. Also, the UNCF received a portion of that gift mm -hmm. as well. It, Morris Brown, it, our day is coming. And 
I feel that we all need to continue to support each other and not be upset when our our our, our friends at other institutions are receiving gifts. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not jealous. I'm not envious. I'm very happy for those institutions for them to receive their gift. I believe that funders have the right to give where they want to give those monies to. What I need to do is best position Morris Brown. So the next time someone wants to make a gift like that, they remember that they'll look at us right. and want to give to us. And so um, I'm very happy for them. I just want to make sure that we're telling a compelling story and we tell a compelling story of why you should give to Morris Brown this time and how it's going to impact. You know, it's so our story is so strong and we have a story that a lot of others just don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example. Morris Brown College is, is many HBCUs in the state of Georgia. But did you know that Morris Brown College is the only HBCU in Georgia that actually was founded by black people for black people? Yes, sir, you are absolutely See, correct. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Some, some people don't know that story. Mm-hmm. And so right now with the racial injustice and everything that's going on in the country, that could be a value right, right. To, 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 a, to, to a donor, right? Uh, another compelling story. Did you know that once Morris Brown gets his accreditation back, that we'll be the first school in history to do it 20 years after losing our accreditation? Right. That's a value, right? right? Did you know that Morris Brown has pushed out more CPAs and hospitality and management for professionals in the state of Georgia than any other HBCU. Like I can tell the story of the why and then get folks like the CEO of Netflix to say, you know what? We've given to this school before, but now it's it's Morris Brown's turn. And so again, I'm proud of all of my colleagues for getting their donations. Um, We want to build our brand. So folks will want to give to us. That's how I know he saved because you know, uh, what some people may not know out there is that you also um, play the drums very well to some great gospel music. And I know you say, because see, my, my first instinct was, oh, it's okay. time to fight. Y'all, <laughs> y'all can't give us some money? <laughs> so I said, hey, hey, let, you know, that's that's why you are in a leadership position. You was able to say, okay, let me let me clear my mind, get it together. Go play a couple drums in the basement and, yeah. and, re- and recenter myself. <laughs> Are you good? You go ahead. Uh, now, Dr. James, I, I just want to say, yeah. hearing you say all of this, uh, an easy question. How important is patience? Ooh. Oh, patience is extremely important, especially in a job like this because of, you know, the questions that you all just asked about when are we going to get our right. donation? When are we going to, you know, stop being overlooked? When are we going to, uh, you know, earn back the respect that we're so deserving of. Mm. And so you have to be very patient. At the same time, you have to be very resilient and have a lot of perseverance, mm. seeing it through and and, and, and and always continuing to persevere like a hard, like a, like a hard soldier right. and or like a good soldier. And so um, patience is extremely important. And I feel like I have patience. Sometimes it might not show, <laughs> but I feel like I'm, I'm patient. <laughs> <laughs> just being transparent right. but uh at the end of the day our day is coming and uh we're gonna we're gonna get everything that is owed to us that's wonderful now, now right right now with the um 
with the college what what do you see down the line as far as your vision is for things like do you have any just like hard visions like the next two years i'm trying i want this to happen or anything like that yeah so if every all of your listeners can go to our website morrisbrown.edu and take a look at our strategic plan which outlines outlines our strategic plan for the next five years um a few things that i am envisioning we just started um a new, new programs, new academic programs. So one of the most important things was to make sure that our academic uh, academics were revised and that we had competitive academic programs. I am a person that loves first. And so one of the new programs that we just implemented was we're the first school in Georgia right now to uh, implement HBCU, an esports performance program. That is a new program um, it is a billion dollar industry. And I know that once our students graduate from that program, they'll be able to compete and make a very, very good wage uh, with the esports degree program. We just uh, uh, rewrote and re-implemented our hospitality and management program. That is going to be huge. As a part of our hospitality and management program, Morris Brown College, we intend on building um, the first um, hotel at an HBCU in the state of Georgia, right. another first. Right. So wow. we paid on doing that. Now we have three things that other HBCUs regarding a hotel do not have location, location, oh, yes, location. Yeah. We are directly across the street from the new $1.9 billion Mercedes Benz yep. stadium. And so that is going to make us very competitive. Morris Brown will have its own hotel, majority owned by Morris Brown College, which is going to bring revenue to the to the college outside of fundraising and and asking for donations and and uh, alumni gifts and all those things. So we want to be self-sustaining. And so we're looking at doing that. We intend on implementing this fall a new online program where our students will have the ability to come to Morris Brown online. Uh, we're looking at uh, purchasing land so we can regain the uh, acre, acres that we had, that we once had before bankruptcy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking for uh, new governance and new leadership. We just implemented uh, new leaders here at the institution, uh, including a CFO, of course, a new president, a new registrar, new de- uh, department chair of business, uh, we have new board members. I mean, we are just um, just restoring the institution through that hard reset all the way around. So those are just a few high level um, things. But everyone is welcome to go to our website and look at look at our strategic plan. Look, I was, my next thing is about to say, y'all hiring? <laughs> right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, uh, oh, I wow. think it's time to move to Atlanta now. <laughs> this is um, it's, it's interesting because one of the points that I wanted to hit on was innovative um, ways of raising money. And when you say the hotel, that's just, that is amazing. That is a, because I, you know, I know it can be a challenge of constantly trying to hit donors and do this, but a way to bring in revenue in a very um, unique way to HBCUs. I know at the university of South Carolina, we had the um, hospitality major. I had never heard of that major before. I went to a liberal arts school that everybody was English, math, science, <laughs> or that component. So it is it is definitely something. Do like, well, let me let me ask you this: Do you feel like your background in nonprofit um helps with being more innovative in in ways to bring in money? 
Absolutely. Uh, me being with the 100 Black Men of Atlanta and then the 100 Black Men of America as a leader has definitely increased my knowledge base of regarding working with key executives and CEOs and corporations. Um, my doctorate degree is in higher education leadership, so I have been trained to be a college president and to serve in leadership positions. But I, I definitely think that every position that I held prior to this one, it was it was God ordained absolutely helped me to be a effective leader here at Morris Brown College. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that is, yeah. I can see that there's a difference in approach um, when it comes to uh, fundraising, which is needed. Uh, we've been talking about how uh, nickel and diming the same alums can sometimes, you know, people just wear out. They, they, they you know, whatever you think about the right. coronavirus and the pandemic and those kind of things that I can see with that background is definitely it's just creating something new. Um, Melvin, you about to say something because I saw you look at me. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> taking my I don't want to. Yeah, I say I don't want to. <laughs> Melvin, like you ain't let me ask any questions to my own frat brother. Um, um. Now, one, I'm gonna say this is kind of probably one of my last questions. Another thing that you have done, I know that the social media platform is is your like Facebook. That's your uh, also your personal uh, Facebook. Um, you also have utilized it to show your um human side is the way I want to look at it. Uh, when working in higher education, I felt like my professors, the, um, the director of student activities at school is the goddaughter. I mean, the godfather of our, of our child. So I looked at them more so as family, but sometimes uh, your leaders and your supervisors or people in, in a high position, you just think that's all they do. But to see you just, okay, today I'm about to go live and just play the drums. Play drum, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, going on your motorcycle, um, going to, uh, Oh goodness! When the uh, motorcycle club went to Amar Aubrey's, um, like to to show right. solidarity for the family, how important is it for you to okay. show that other side of you? It is very important. It's very strategic as well. Um, I, I like to think that leadership is about being approachable and feeling like the person is someone who you can relate to in some kind of way. And so I, I strategically, purposefully uh, show people that human side because I want them to feel that I'm not just someone in an ivory tower that's untouchable. Mm -hmm. I want individuals to know what I like to do so they can kind of get to know me. You know, a lot of my hobbies I post on social media because I want folks to know who Kevin James is, not just who Dr. Kevin right, James right, is. Right. And so um, that, that that is all very purposeful and I, I do it. So folks can really get to know who I am so they can feel comfortable with me as their leader. Oh, okay. It, okay. Another question. Do you ever get, um, I, I really, sometimes I, I hear people talk about imposter syndrome and it was, and I realized that that was a part of me. Like, oh, I, I kind of suffer with this. Do you ever feel intimidated um, being the Morris Brown president, right? where some people will, like you said earlier, maybe some enemies out there will push you to the side and that you have to be more assertive of, of your making sure your seat is at the table. One thing I can say about me is um, what a, a pastor who I look up to, his name is Bishop Noel Jones. He said something one time and, and I, it meant so much to me and I take it with me. He said, if you don't have any hate of her, if you don't have any haters, you're not that gifted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And and to me, what that means is you're you're not going to always be able to please everyone, but at the same time, always be your authentic self. And so I'm always going to be myself and 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 just if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But I'm always going to do um, what's in the best interest of my students, the best interest of Morris Brown and the best interest, of course, in my my God and my family. Right, right. And so I'm always going to be my authentic self and just continue to, to push forward. If folks don't like it, I'm sorry. Yes, because I can see where others may look and it's time to call the, you know, the AUC presidents together and people would think to leave you guys out. And I love when you are right there in the photo or you, you are in the in the room, whatever <laughs> it is, because for so long, Morris Brown has, has really been an afterthought. You just... It's a it is dilapidated buildings, graffiti on them. It's a place that was not a place of hope. And so with you stepping up to it, that's what it gives you the feeling of. It's like you want him there. I want he needs to be here because he reminds us that this this place right. is being revived versus it, you know, being a place of just what was of dreams, uh, dreams deferred. All right. No. Well, I'm always gonna I'm always gonna have my seat at the table and if not I'm gonna pull up a seat. <laughs> I know that's right. That's right, I know right. That's right. And so and so we're here, we are here, we're not gonna be denied, we're not gonna be um kind of brushed off and you know, John Maxwell said something and and this is another quote that I take with me everywhere. Everything lies on leadership. Everything relies on leadership, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're if you're a strong leader, you're going to uh, find a way or make one. Yes, and, and so we're we're always going to be at the table, and if if not, we're going to find we're going to make a way to get to the there table. You go make room because we're coming through. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say anything else? You could say it now. That's that, that. Now I heard you say something that time, Melvin. He's gonna, he gonna try to make <laughs> no, me like I'm crazy. Doctor James is gonna make like something I, wrong with me. I, I just, that's how I y'all do it. <laughs> Um, brother James, uh, brother Doctor Kevin James, it has been great having you on the show today. Uh, we really appreciate it. We appreciate everything you've done, everything you're doing, everything you posting, everything you saying to the community, everything you do, you saying even on this podcast. We appreciate every single bit of it, and the fact that you are bringing back a school that we looked up to growing up as kids. Like I say, Morris Brown, we saw them every single football season here in Augusta. During that classic. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, it's coming back slowly but surely. I, I, I got faith in everything you're doing. And I'm I'm riding with you till the wheels fall off. And when they do, we're going to pick it up and keep it moving. We're going to bring drag you down. Wonderful. Well, I, listen, I appreciate those words. I appreciate those words. I appreciate you all having me on your show. And if I could just say this last thing. As the chief fundraiser of this college, I encourage all of your listeners to please consider making a gift doesn't matter how small or how large, consider giving a gift to Morris Brown College by going to our website, morrisbrown.edu, or you can cash app us at dollar sign restore Morris Brown. Dollar sign restore Morris Brown. Make sure I put that in the notes too. We're we're definitely going to post this on our Instagram, um, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh and push the message as much as possible um do you mind if we put the cash app on there and the website so they'll know where to go 
please. Okay, okay. Please do so. Yes, we definitely, 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 definitely. So, um, listeners out there, please donate to Morris Brown. Give to Absolutely. them. Um, support uh, not only Dr. James, but the other faculty and staff and students of the institution. Um, we, want, we want to make sure also that you share this podcast episode. Um, like, subscribe, all those good things. And we will keep you posted on the progress of Morris Brown College. Peace.